0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's
1: baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here, along with Ian Brown, our MLB.com Red Sox reporter, as spring training rolls on down in Fort Myers, although Ian finds himself on the eastern side of Florida because that's where the team is right now. We're going to check in on what's going on on the field, uh, who's hot, who's not. But we have to start, Ian, with... What was a extremely stressful week in between when we last spoke and now, at least until we got the good news about David Price, I guess. But obviously he gets the pain in the forearm and everybody assumes Tommy John surgery. He goes to see the experts and the news is good. As of now, he's just going to get some rest. Now, that probably means he's behind as far as getting ready for opening day in the first week of the season. But everything seems to be back on track as far as this team goes from a mental standpoint in the fan base with David Price.
0: Right, I think so. I mean, yeah. I mean, when that news came out, I think a lot of us just kind of were looking at uh, that, and assuming maybe Tommy John surgery is what the doctors were going to say. And uh, I think David Price, when we, t- we talked to him a couple of days after that, he said that even the doctors kind of expected they were going to look at his elbow and <laughs> they were going to see something different than they saw. So, yeah, big sigh of relief. But, you know, not out of the woods yet because he's still got to get back throwing and see how his elbow responds uh, once he gets back out there in the mound. But certainly this was the best possible result they could have hoped for, given uh, what what he was experiencing at the time. And like you said, you know, I I don't think he's going to start the season on the active roster. I would imagine, at a minimum, you know, Timmy's probably going to miss about the first two weeks of the season. But uh, there's always days off built up early in the season. And the Red Sox, you know, they have this jam in the starting rotation, so, uh, you know, I think I probably said to you at the time we were talking about the six starters for five spots, that, uh, you know, these things always seem to work themselves out, and somebody will get hurt, and in this case it was Price, so now uh, Erod, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Steven Wright, and Drew Pomerantz are probably all in the rotation to start, and you hope that, uh, you know, Price doesn't miss too much time.
1: Yeah, basically for those uh, three other starters that were supposed to be battling for the fourth and fifth starter job, I guess the competition In a sense, it's just extended a little bit into the regular season if Price isn't ready to go. Now, Rodriguez was on the hill today um, against the Nationals. Uh, Pitched okay, I guess, but the numbers aren't that important right now. How did he look as far as throwing it?
0: Yeah, he looks like a different guy this spring. Uh, Complete confidence. Uh, in, in his knee, in his delivery, not favoring anything, uh, not, not holding back. And to me, he looks positioned to have a pretty good year and, you know, actually writing about him today where you look at the sky. And, uh, you know, he can watch both Chris Sale uh, and David Price and talk to them every day and learn from two of the best lefties in the game. And there's nothing wrong with uh, his stuff. He's always had premium stuff. He's only still only 23 years old. So it's just a matter of, you know, does he put it all together this year, which you know, frankly, it looks like you might
1: three innings, two earned runs, four hits. So, like we said, the numbers weren't great, but it's more yeah, important Yeah, second, how...
0: second, second, second of spring training. You know, yeah. you're you're really at this point trying to work on pitches, execute pitches rather than attacking a game plan. You know, you don't even go over, you don't even go over the opposing team scouting report. Uh, the Australian spring training, you're, you're literally just trying to work on pitches right now.
1: Exactly. The other thing that came from the game uh, against the Nationals today. Back-to-back homers in the first inning. Mookie Betts hitting his first of the spring. Hanley hitting another home run. And Hanley just crushed his home run uh, here at MLB.com. We actually did a must-see crush on that one because he just destroyed the baseball. Um, And, you know, there's been the the issue about his shoulder. He's obviously not playing World Baseball Classic, but the swing looks okay.
0: Yeah, the swing looks very good. And, you know what, he he did go to winter ball this year because he thought he was going to play on the WBC. And I think that really helped him because he's, he's got his timing down early and he's really just trying to pick up on the way he finished last year because he finished as one of the hottest hitters in baseball and he's still got that same feel to play right now. So I think he's positioned to have a pretty good year as the DH, kinda, as he said, uh, just got to keep him healthy.
1: Uh, Chris Sale made his debut as far as game action goes on Monday and and he seemed confident about how it went. Um it was two innings. He gave up a, a couple of runs. One of them earned. He didn't walk anybody. That's always nice to see early in the spring. What would what did Sale take out of that start?
0: Well, what I took out of it watching was this is a guy at his first start of spring training. He's throwing 97, 96 miles <laughs> an hour. Uh, granted, the gun might have had a little extra, the radar gun might have had a little extra life on here, but uh, this is a guy who's ready to go, man. He's not uh, easing into the, this first spring with the Red Sox. You know, it reminds me of Kurt uh, Schilling's first spring here in Boston, just you know how excited he was to get going with this team. And I get that same sort of uh, feel with Chris Sale, where he's just such a competitor, uh, never pitched in an environment like Boston before. And just uh, I look at him as one of those guys who's, who's going to embrace this. You know, some guys are a little taken aback by Boston in the first year or two. I think Sale is the guy who uh, he's, uh, his intensity matches the city that he's pitching for now. So I think it's going to be really a, a great match.
1: Really early in the spring, Ian, sometimes you you almost forget who some of the non-roster invites are. And I was down um, at Red Sox camp for photo day, and a familiar face walked by, and I had to do a double take. And then I said, oh, yeah, that's Kyle Kendrick. Um, (laughs) And I had forgotten that that he was going to be a part of this spring training. And then he comes out on Sunday, he fires four scoreless innings. Um, obviously he's a guy that's been around and there's no real roster spots available here, but there's always these interesting stories about guys that have had success in their careers. And then they're bouncing around from, from team to team. Um, what is the deal? What is Kyle Kendrick's goals for this spring? And what are the chances of him finding a spot in this organization?
0: Yeah. you know, He's going to be in the AAA rotation. You always like to have a veteran guy in that triple A rotation because some of the younger guys can learn from him. And, and from the Red Sox standpoint, You you look at Kyle Kendrick as a guy who if you get a a guy or two who's injured here uh, and you need a starter, this is a guy you can come in, you know he's not going to be nervous, you know he's done done it before. And I think he's kind of an upgrade over Sean O'Sullivan who sort of filled this role uh, for the Red Sox last year and gave them, I think, uh, three or four starts. And so I think... uh, I think you'll see Kyle Kendrick pitch on this Red Sox team. It's just like baseball. Some these things happen during a season where, you know, the 2004 Red Sox rotation, they stayed healthy the entire year. But that was the last Red Sox rotation where every single guy uh, made his start for the season. So that just doesn't happen. Uh, double headers pop up. Uh, fatigue pops up, and you need a guy like Kyle Kendrick. So I think at some point it might come in handy having him, and he looked great the other day.
1: It's still early on, but obviously one of the competitions here is behind the plate. Um, and Christian mm-hmm. Vasquez has the full arm strength back, Ian. We've seen that this spring as far as the throwing arm goes. But how is that competition looking right now? Vasquez, Swihart, and Leon obviously still very early. It's a good competition,
0: to tell you the truth. You know, I really think that uh, Sammy Leon would really have to have a bad spring not to kind of just be given the chance to take that job going into the season just because... He really came out of nowhere in the year he had last year. So I think you start with with Leon as a starter, and you start with Vasquez, who, like you said, he's throwing the ball great. uh, Just this guy is by far the best defender of of their three catchers. So you go with those two. Uh, Blake Swire still has options. So you put him down in the minors. You let him continue uh, to work at his catching techniques. He's made improvements this spring. So I think this is really uh, he's going to round out his development, uh, make up for some of the time he missed uh, last year with the injury. You have know, three pretty good catchers in your organization, and uh, you know if you have to shuffle some things, if somebody stands out among those three, Vasquez uh, or Swihart wants to steal that job from from Leon, you know, that, that could happen still. So I think that's a position you're really going to pay uh, close attention, attention to with the Red Sox, not just in spring training but also early in the regular season.
1: Yeah, and it's a lot of fun because they're all three of them have such high. I don't want to say upside, but such high qualities among them that uh, it's a fun competition. To it's not who's going to win out of three mediocre catchers. It's three no, very no, good guys. Yeah, a lot of people out.
0: would love to have this catching depth. Yes. Yeah. the Red Sox have.
1: Yep. Uh, Andrew Benintendi got off to a slow start, Ian, but that's quickly been forgotten. Uh, his last <laughs> ten at bats, eight hits, including four doubles, two homers. I mean just on fire after, uh, I guess, 0 for 8 right away. Yeah. Um, similar to pitchers, the numbers maybe not as important right now because the pitchers are just working on pitches and not necessarily yeah. really trying to get you out. But to see him hit this kind of extra base, um, this kind of power, these extra base hits, I mean, he's just putting on a show early on.
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of what I expect. I fully expect Andrew Benethenny be is going to be the American League rookie the Year this year. I'm just <laughs> bullish on this guy. I'm all in. He's going to bat second uh, behind Pedroia in front of Mookie Betts and, and Hanley Ramirez. and It's just uh, hard to imagine this guy not having a, a, a big year. And, you know, I think people, uh, because he's a small guy, they don't realize how much extra baseball he has. But, uh, you know, it's kind of, kind of like a left-handed hitting uh, Pedroia in a lot of ways, but maybe even some more power, where he's really uh, he's strong. He, he, he worked very hard this offseason to strengthen his body. And he just has those really quick hands with his swing. Gener- generates power uh, through the zone. So, yeah, I think, he's, I think he, I'm, I'm all in on, uh, on Andrew Penitenti.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people are right there with you. In fact, more than any other season I remember, at least in recent memory, when you talk about the rookie of the year in both leagues, when you have Dansby Swanson with the yeah. Braves, the shortstop, and then Ben and Benintendi with the Red Sox, I mean, things can go all sorts of different directions. People can go out of nowhere. But as far as having favorites in both leagues for that award, I, I don't remember there ever being two guys that were such clear-cut favorites at this point in the season. So Benintendi certainly going to be fun to watch. All right, that's going to do it for this This version of the podcast, this has been MLB.com Extras, our Red Sox edition. For Ian Brown, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.